Welcome back to the Cat's Eye Podcast. We're here, episode 11. Me, Jalen Phillips, here are my co-host, Louis Rowe. Louis, man, it, y'all had a couple games since we last seen you. Uh, I know y'all took a loss in Lynchburg to Liberty, which is kind of <laughs> tough, but we got the win last night against Coach Hooten in his squad in New Mexico State, man. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, obviously come off a disappointing uh, game. I felt like we should have played a lot better than we did but I mean that's what happens you drop games uh you can't always be perfect but um what a way to respond huh exactly Um, in front of a pretty big crowd um almost what 3k two and a half yeah um so a decent amount of people we appreciate the support but uh obviously it's um people tried to make it into a game a bigger game than it really was um I felt like in terms of as us in the in the locker room as a collective it was more about uh, we want to beat these guys because whoever wins is first place in the conference. Mm-hmm. And, but obviously other people want to turn it into Co- Coach Mudge versus Coach Hooten, obviously him coming home for the first time. Um, so, yeah, obviously it was a lot more like there was, it, was a, it was tense uh, in, the, in the day's lead up and obviously uh, before the game, um, CBS nationally televised, there was a bunch of media people walking around and all that sort of stuff, all these cameras. And so I felt like it was kind of important for us to control the moment. And I think I felt like that we, that we did that. It was a uh, super important. We emphasized that it. it was like, it's not just another game really. And so we go out there, pl- like play hard, start well, pl- uh, be the aggressor. I put them on their back foot. I felt like we had the best chance. And that's what exactly what we did when Dame came out and hit back to back threes to start the game. Yeah, being there in the environment, I can kind of feel there's a little tension in the air, just mm-hmm. like you said about Coach Hooden returning, and then you know, a lot of former players. He took uh, Casey with him, so you know you can kind of feel the tension in the air. And the, even during the ball game, you know there was like a little bit, a little bit of scrappiness. You know, I could tell Coach Hooden probably wanted this bad, but I could tell y'all wanted it a lot more mm-hmm. for Coach Mudge and for all the guys who played last year and played under Coach Hooden. So I, I thought that was very exciting, and it was a good, a good crowd last night. It was great to see everybody at the game. And it was just an awesome environment, you know. That's what I would say. Uh, D- Davon Barnes, man, he, that A-T-B. kid. He, yeah, he, that was his coming out party. I've seen him play a little bit before, and I, I know we had a little bit of game, but I think that was his coming out party. So Yeah, he uh, he started the season really well. And um, by any means, he's never, he hasn't played bad. Mm-hmm. He just obviously, uh, Lamar, I think it was the, it's the first conference game that Lamar hasn't had at least 20 points. Yeah. And obviously, um, Hooten really, really respects Lamar. And so he pretty much got doubled every time he touched the ball. So that opened up for our other guys. And we have talent on our roster. Uh, DB played at uh, Texas Southern last year and led them. He was a leading scorer. I think he averaged 16, 17 and led them to the NCAA tournament last year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's never done this before. He's incapable of doing it. Um, so he came out and he um, kind of provided – that more of that scoring role that stepped up and they didn't really have an answer for him. Um, so it was a, it was real good to see how guys um, when they were willing to step up in many ways, whether that's scoring the ball, playing defense, rebounding, hitting shots when they're open kind of thing. So yeah, nah, DB here. I mean, that boy's a killer. That boy has some, he's like uh DeMar DeRozan when that, when he gets to the midi, when that yeah. mid range game, like he has his, if he gets to his spots, like it's nothing you can do it to cash every time. Yeah. He really got to his spots last night. He shot eight at 18 last night, four 11 from three with 20 points. 
Uh, also, I, I don't want to say 31's name. What's, how do you say 31's name? I don't want to say his name. Suleiman Dumbia. Yeah, Suleiman. He did, he did a good job last night. He provided a good spark off the bench. Or, or not a good spark off the bench, but he provided, provided a good spark last night. You know, I could tell just seeing his hustle, trying to rebound, trying to attack on defense. He had a couple blocks, too, which I really liked. Y'all had a twenty or y'all had eighteen offensive rebounds last night. I thought that mm-hmm. was a key in the game. You know, y'all were getting to the, even when y'all missed shots, y'all were getting to the glass and going back up with it. And I think that was the difference. You know, it was a it was a one point game going into halftime, and eventually mm-hmm. y'all ran away with it and won by twelve. So yeah, that's that's the thing we we saw that they weren't very good at getting back on D uh, mm-hmm. in transition defense. So we really tried to push, and you could see how fast we played. Um, and obviously. We were making shots, so that also helped that they had to spread out, so that opened up the lanes. And on the boards, um, they try to play aggressive, but obviously we basically have very similar systems because Coach Mudge was under Hooten for 13-odd years, so mm-hmm. obviously they're going to have a lot of similarities. And we kind of knew that if we we needed to bully them on the boards to, to make an impact, and obviously we came out. And I think um, we spoke after the game. <coughs> pardon me. Um that I think it was that eight minutes left in the game, they had uh, four turnovers in the second half, mm-hmm. and then in the last eight minutes, we forced them to have like eight or nine turnovers. So that was um, a real uh, key to pulling away the game. Yeah, that ball pressure. I noticed they had twelve turnovers to so y'all's eight. So you know, obviously, when mm-hmm. you get more turnovers, you get different chance and more possessions to score. How was the locker room after the game? I bet it was exciting after, you know, being Coach Hooten. So, you want to tell me about that? Yeah, it was it was good. I think um, a lot of the guys had a sigh of relief, kind of get that monkey off the bat because everyone had it circled on their calendars whether they wanted to speak about it or not. Um, but I think it was more just going out there and playing good basketball. I think that was the real uh, fun thing that everyone was excited for rather than beating Hooten because a, a lot of them – uh, we all respect Hooten and what he's done for the program, but it's also like we won. We're our own team. We're our own identity. We have a new coach, uh, so it's not really Hooten's touch is on the program this year. Um, so uh, it was just good, but obviously came in Mudge. Obviously was excited, but we move on because we play in forty eight hours. So we play tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, uh, yeah, UTEP. So uh, you got any thoughts about them so far? I haven't watched a whole lot of them. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to start going through them this afternoon. Uh, I just know they're very scrappy. Um, probably They're probably not as talented as New, Mex- New Mexico State are, but they're probably more physical and more uh, tenacious. So it's going to be another brutal uh, game, and it's going to be a, uh, a game of who asserts their, their style of play early on will probably be the victor of that. Do you like these quick turnarounds like that, playing forty eight hours? Because you know, in AA, you know, you don't realize like in AA you play three, four, five times a day, and it's nothing. But you know, when you're playing forty eight hours, when you're older, you know, your body kind of feels a little bit tired. So I was wondering how like basketball players feel about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm used to so uh, before I came to Sam, uh, so the uh, SoCon, the Southern Conference, mm-hmm. uh, we played Wednesday, Saturdays, uh-huh. so we had a couple of days. So this is my first time having Thursday, Saturdays. Oh yeah, Thursday, Saturdays. So you have one day. So, um, I mean, it's definitely made, has made it hard uh, in terms of ad- adversity and trying to figure out, like, when can I work out? When can I need to recover? When do I need to rest? Um, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like no one really cares. You just got to get it done. Yeah. Um, I think the real uh, adversity is going to hit when we travel. 
So when we, I know next week we're at Western Kentucky and then we're going to fly the next day to Miami mm-hmm. and play Saturday. So I feel like that's when we're going to really see the effects of playing uh, so uh, short from each other. But um, like I said, it's it doesn't really matter. We just got to go out there. And we have a, a deep enough roster where guys have stepped up like Owen last night. He stepped up um, in his short minutes and really made a big impact on both sides of the ball. So we have plenty of guys that can do that. So... Uh, I know for sure that when times are needed, we'll uh, we'll find a solution to to win us games. Yeah, I liked Owen coming in there. He co- hit a couple threes. He kind of provided a spark off the bench too. So you know, I, y'all got some good talent over there. I'm excited for y'all. Y'all are four and one conference now, leading the conference USA as you said. So hopefully y'all can continue that, and then you know get ready for the conference tournament coming up in March. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it should be interesting. I mean, it's we talk about it's a it's a game of uh, three seasons. You have your your non conference, your conference, and then you have your tournament. Mm-hmm. So basically, we want to be able to go into the tournament as a good seed, but mainly playing good basketball and healthy, because that it realistically it doesn't really matter what happens until you get to the tournament because you just got to whoever if you lose a game you're out yeah so it's kind of whoever's coming in uh, on fires like you said you see it in in the NCAA tournament all the time. Teams that aren't meant to win come in because they're playing really good basketball at the time and end up upsetting because it's only 40 minutes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in terms of football-wise, uh, for people who don't know, we just announced we're getting a new defensive coordinator, uh, Skylar Cassidy from Abilene Christian University. So we're a little bit excited about that. Uh, he'll be – he's on the road recruiter right now, so we'll see him again probably mm-hmm. sometime next week. But, you know, he seems like a good coach. Uh, our director of personnel, Clayton Barnes, worked with him back at Texas State. So we kind of have a familiar – I guess they kind of have a familiarity of uh, who he is and his work ethic. So it's exciting that we're getting a new coach. And obviously we respect our old coaches and everything that were here before. But, you know, we're getting a new fre- new face, new fresh face. And hopefully we can continue to play great defense, keep tr- keep tradition over here. That Yeah. have um, has it is it just the D.C. that's been announced? Has, what about the uh, position coaches? Is any of that? I don't know if we've hired any position coaches at all. Because at least I don't know yet. But I'm sure they're looking to hire people pretty soon, you know, just because we're – probably going to get started i don't think we're starting spring ball until after mark after spring break so you mm-hmm. know we have a little bit of time but i think they're trying to look to hire people asap so how does how do you feel as like uh obviously a linebacker with not, not knowing who your linebacker coach is for next season uh to be honest i i think it's fine you know i think once you get to a certain level of like playing you like obviously you need coaches and everything but you know a lot of the guys are pretty self-motivated and they kind of know what they need to work on so I think that makes some good players, some great players. Like, you know what you need to do and you know how to separate yourself from other people. Obviously, coaching is always an impact and coaching is always going to matter and everything to critique you and, you know, fine-tune your game. But I think I'm at the stage and a lot of people are at the stage old enough to, you know, kind of have an idea what they're doing and kind of have an idea what they want to do. I guess it doesn't matter so much because you've got your DC now that you know what scheme you're gonna most likely going to run so you can start working on that and then – then the coaches can come in and critique you and help you out on the more of the smaller stuff, I guess. Yeah, I'm excited to get in the playbook and uh, start just get back to playing football. You know, just watching the NFL over the past, like, weeks, playoffs time, I'm like, dang, I miss playing football. Like, I miss being out there. Like, these guys have been playing since August, and they're still playing in mid mm-hmm. to late January. Yeah. So, obviously, they want to finish at the first week of February. But, you know, it's just pretty cool to see people still playing still playing ball right yeah. now. Who did you have for your Super Bowl picks? My predictions? Remember? Yeah. Unfortunately, I picked the Cowboys to make it, but I should have known they're cursed. So I can't. Remember, I know I picked the Niners. Niners and it was either the Eagles or the Ravens. So I'm. I might still be on. I got. I got to go back and look at it. But uh, I mean, 
watching a little bit because uh, uh, was it tomorrow is the Sunday. Sunday is the divisional. No, the was a conf- uh, conference championship. Conference. So it's Detroit yes. versus Niners. San, yeah, San Francisco and, and Ravens versus Chiefs. Yep. So who do you have for those games? Oh, I'm liking the Ravens. I think that their their defense just looks filthy right now. Like people aren't really moving the ball at them, and they have three losses all year. Every all three losses they were leading with two minutes left in the game. So like mm-hmm. that kind of shows that they've really been dominating. Obviously, you don't want to count pa- count on Patrick Mahomes because he's special and he does special things. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm liking the Ravens. I think it'd be this time. This is their time for them to get over the hump. And the NFC. I I think it depends on one player. It's a guy named Debo Samuel. If he plays, then I like the Niners. Wide receiver? Yeah, Debo Samuel. Because Brock Purdy plays a lot better when he has all of his weapons. Obviously, everybody plays better when they have all their weapons and all that. But, you know, I think Brock Purdy needs a receiver and an outlet like that to go to. Obviously, the Niners can still win. But I think if he plays and the Niners win, but I think if he doesn't play, I think Brock Purdy will kind of struggle a little bit trying to find an outlet and trying to find people to throw the ball to. Obviously, he has a bunch of great weapons still. But then I then I like Detroit. So let me wait. I gotta wait till uh, Sunday to figure out what they're gonna do. With you know Debo. me. I'm a big underdog. An underdog guy. Who's so the underdog in that? The Lions. The, yeah. Uh, the, all they've gone through. They're America's team right now. That's what, do you what mean? I'm saying. Everybody's like, cheering for them. It's hard to it's hard to bet against them because obviously the ba- fan base in the city's gone through so much. You like. Yeah, I love what they're doing over there. Just uh, you know, they had Michigan win it all, and then now the Detroit's in the playoffs for the first. First time in years. First time, first time winning the division since 1991, I think. Mm-hmm. That's 30 years. There's kids who've never even seen – there's grown men who've never seen the team <laughs> win the division. The first time winning two playoff games is 1957. Jeez. Yeah. I'm like, that's generations of uh, families just not – not being spoiled by the yeah. Lions. At I all. see. I see your your Chargers have got a new coach, Jim Harbaugh. He's trying to. He's trying our to beat, savior. He's trying to beat the allegations. Huh? He's trying to get out before he can get yeah. uh, the points deducted. Huh? Nah, NCAA was trying to suspend, going to suspend him immediately, so he had to. He had to get out of there. So yeah. I'm excited about him coming to the Chargers. You know, I think uh, he's won at every level, and that's, people continue to say that. And uh, he's been a leader of men, which I really like. You know, it's hard to be a leader of. He's proven. To lead college men and professional league professional men, you know, obviously it's a little different because you know, in professional you're getting paid, and it, the players kind of matter a little bit more in the NFL than they do in college, and mm-hmm. more there's more of the authority of college figure in college. So I think he's shown that he can do both uh, things and that he's able to operate from a high level between the NCAA and and NFL. So I'm excited about that. We got a one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, Justin Herbert. So you know, obviously we're gonna do a little bit of retool with the roster wise with cap and everything, but you know, I'm very excited about. Uh, the upcoming future mm-hmm. yeah and other news we uh it's what spring so other sports are starting to take off i know baseball is about to start mm-hmm. softball is about to start track and field yeah track and field has a meet this weekend actually uh in houston at the yeoman field house i think that's how you say it so is, that, is that uh that's at u of h u of h yeah there's you know there's only three indoor tracks in texas Really? Yeah. So they, I was talking to the track people about that, and they were like, oh, he's like, there's only three. So I was like, that's pretty – I didn't know that. So, yeah. Uh, they'll be out there uh, competing this weekend. So if anybody's in Houston and you are listening, you know, maybe check them out. Go support the track team. Mm-hmm. See some good people running out there. So Yeah, it's starting to uh, warm up a little bit. So be able to go watch some baseball, some softball, yeah. get around the boys, the spring ball. I've never uh, experienced – because do you guys play like a scrimmage – yeah, we usually we'll uh, usually scrimmage like every Saturday, and sometimes we'll have like a we we'll like a big scrimmage at the end of the year. Sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Don't you have like a you know you probably have like white versus uh, white orange. versus orange? Yeah, it kind of, it kind of just depends. You no, know, we didn't do it the past couple of years because you know we had the COVID year and we like 
we played in the spring, so we didn't get to have a spring ball. Mm-hmm. And then the year after that, we were trying to get everybody really kind of healthy. So it kind of depends. We'll, we'll scrimmage like on our own sometimes, but some, we won't always have like a big like scrimmage set for everybody to come. So, but you know, I'll be excited for that when the time comes. You know, I'm ready to put the pads back on again already. I'm just I'm watching the people playing the NFL and the playoffs right now. I'm just missing it. Just ready to hit somebody, huh? Yeah, it, it feels good to do the hitting and not get hit for sure. <laughs> All righty, we'll be back. We have a big. Uh guest in uh, Isaiah obviously he uh, he's a big part of Sam Houston life on and off the field so yeah stick around for that hey Bearcat fans if you're looking to keep up with the cats be sure and head to the Apple store and download the all-new Bearcat sports app it is your one place to stay in touch with Bearcat athletics including game recaps highlights and live audio streaming of Sam Houston football and basketball. It is also a spot to be able to listen to your favorite Sam Houston podcast, including BSN Extra and the new Players Only Cat's Eye podcast. Check it out in the App Store. Search for Bearcat Sports. Eat them up, cats. Alrighty, welcome back, people. Uh, we got a big segment today. We got a special guest, one of uh, the top linebackers in uh, Sam Houston. You want to go take away and introduce our special guest? Yeah, today we got my boy Isaiah Nixon. Good, everybody. Isaiah, uh, you know, was a linebacker for us this past year. We come back for another year. Transferred from Texas State, and this past season he had over thirty tackles, five sacks, and was one of our key players from our defense this year. And so. Zane, glad you come on the show. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all for having me. Hey, for people who don't know much about you, you know, since you just transferred in here, you know, will you, you know, tell you about tell everybody about you and about your story a little bit? Uh, well, I come from Missouri City, Texas. I uh, play high school football at Elkins. It's uh, a school at Fort Bend in Houston. Um, I started off, I didn't have many offers coming out of high school, but I got um, a good offer to Texas State. And um, I played just running back in high school. So um, I didn't play no defense till I got to college. And then once I got to Texas State, uh, you know, I just uh, flipped over on defense and uh, I've been playing that position ever since. But just more about me, um, I come from a family of all brothers, no sisters. Uh, so growing up, you know, it was all about sports. Anywhere you went, whether it was football, basketball or something, you was doing something and uh, – just a big family, so that's just about me. Uh, from transferring in last year, you know, what are your thoughts about last season, about how the season went? Obviously, we didn't finish it in how the season how we wanted it to go, but, you know, there were some good things, some bad things. I just want to hear your thoughts about it. Um, I appreciated the uh, last season coming in because um, at Texas State, I was going to have a limited chance to play, and – so I was just blessed to come here and have a chance to actually show what I can do on the field. Plus, this team really, like, embraced me and em- embraces everybody who comes. So it felt like home in no time. And I was able to shine on the field and have fun with all my brothers, including you. And uh, the times we did win, we turned up. And throughout the hard times, we uh, stayed together. So, What do you think it was that was separating us from winning and losing during the year? Uh, I think we were just not cleaning up on the details that you need to win at this level. You know, two-minute, um, four-minute when we was up, things of that, and we just couldn't finish. But I feel like, you know, once we just practice those details more and, and just keep getting better together as a team, I feel like we'll be able to finish those uh, those times where we couldn't. 
Yeah. I agree. I kind of been saying that like all year on the podcast. You know, I felt like we were a good team. We just kind of had some unlucky breaks during mm-hmm. the year just because you know, just small stuff. Like you said, little details like, you know, two-minute defense, two-minute offense, red zone defense, red zone offense, yeah. you know, all that stuff and all that hidden yardage adds up and during the game. So kind of unfortunate. But, you know, I'm excited for next year. Uh, I Last week yeah, we talked on the podcast about how we got getting a new defensive coordinator and getting some new coaches on the defensive side of the ball. He just got announced, right? The yeah. guy from SFA? Uh, ACU. ACU. Yeah, uh, Skylar Cassidy. So we met him on uh, yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. He came in, introduced himself. He seemed like a very cool guy. We're excited to get to work with him. Zay, you got any thoughts about that? Uh, yeah, when, we, when he came in and talked to us, he seemed fired up, and I really appreciated that. And I'm fired up to work with him for sure. Yeah, he's Man, only 29. Yeah, so. I'm saying, I think he's yeah. the youngest DC in FBS. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's be a good challenge for him and a good challenge for us. You know, I think that's very exciting that mm-hmm. we get to have somebody. And it feels like he probably be a little more relatable to us. Not saying our last even the coordinator everybody wasn't relatable, but you know just him being twenty nine, you know, yeah. we're, he just graduated college, like, yeah. what five six years ago. So I want to bring it back real quick uh, before college. You obviously come from a big family, a lot of boys. Um, your brother plays at Auburn right now, yeah, and then your dad played at Sam. Is that correct? Yeah, my dad played receiver here in uh, ninety six. I wanted to say <laughs> a long time, yeah, ago. yeah, a while ago. So. Uh, was that yeah, a, he played was there. that a big factor in when they were recruiting you when you were in the portal? Uh, yeah, one one of the biggest factors I want to say is that they were coming up, so you know I was able to still play on the FBS level. But that was that was a huge factor uh, being able to come here and play at his alma mater and then uh, also play in the same jersey as him. Same jersey. Oh, he wore eighteen. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of loud. Wow, I didn't sick. know that. Mm, I so got some pictures. Was it like super competitive growing up? And obviously, do you think that also helped you move positions? Because you know. Yeah, with your brothers and you're learning a lot from them. Yeah. Your dad was a wide receiver. Your brother's linebacker, so it was pretty easy for you to flip sides yeah. of the ball. Yeah, every every summer we went over. I went over to my dad's uh, from Houston to Dallas, hung out with uh, my brother, and we grew up training and stuff. My brother was always on the defensive side, so we always did cross training. So um, it wasn't that far off for me. You know, uh, we just did more like footwork and stuff, make sure we was best in shape. So when it came to just switching positions, it was all about just uh, knowing what I'm doing because I already had the athleticism for it. How many years older is your brother than you? Uh, a year and a half. Okay. Did he, did he go to Elkins too? Nah, he he lived in Dallas uh-huh. and he went uh, he went to North Richland Hills. Oh, okay, I know yeah. North Richland Hills. I had a, mm-hmm. one of my homeboys from high school played at there. Yeah, and then he went to uh, from there he went to North Texas for four years, and when he graduated, he did a grad transfer, went to Auburn. That was his last year. He just he uh, doing combine training now or pro day training. And out in Dallas. Uh yeah. Okay, that's awesome. To hear. So mm-hmm. when you get to Texas State, did they want you to uh, flip positions straight away, or mm-hmm. was it after a year? Uh no 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 it was straight away out of high school they did like the athlete thing you mm-hmm. know they told yeah. me I was gonna run the ball but you know that was just a dream okay. <laughs> high school play you know how college uh, coaches do you know they spice up the deal for you but it was all good you know I just wanted to I thought about it and when I when it first happened I was like dang like I've been playing this all my life but at the end of the day I started thinking about all the linebackers in the NFL how it's changing the game is changing you need more athletic defensive players. So, you know, what's best for me to get to the league, that's what I say. Yeah, from something I've noticed just with, like you said, NFL linebackers, like mm-hmm. guys like Micah Parsons, you know, he was an all-state running back in high school. So I yeah. think, like, you know, people who could play linebacker, a lot of people who could play linebacker could also play running back at a high level just like that. Yeah. 
So I think that's pretty important and pretty cool that you can do. You know, you scored a touchdown this year. Yeah. How many guys yeah. said they had a sack and a touchdown in the same yes, game? Right. That, that was exciting. exciting. Yeah. That was definitely exciting. Didn't, didn't you uh, have to play running back this year? Mm-hmm. So you, at least you got the shine now. Yeah, I, I, that was my first time, like, actually being in the backfield type, and that was awesome. I had a few times where, uh, you know, a ball got kicked to me on special <laughs> teams or something, and I thought I was the guy. But, you know, getting in the end zone and then uh, – also, the game we had our first FBS win, it was just great and exciting with mm-hmm. the team. Yeah. So what made you come over here from Texas State? You know, you say you had been there for a couple mm-hmm. years, and obviously at the playing time might have been limited. But, you know, what, is there any other factors and stuff that made you want to switch over? Uh, just that, you know, new coaching staff came in and just uh, how I would uh, how the position I play would prosper in the defense. Uh, I felt it was a better option for me to try to come uh, get a chance to play here and shine here. Were you playing more like outside, inside, or DN? Out? Were you playing more? And they moved me. The new coaching staff had moved me to completely inside. Mm-hmm. So uh, when they did that, I just tried to make the best of it. But um, the best choice for me was to come here and go back to the outside linebacker position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was the portal for you when you got in there? Did you get like a lot of offers from there, mm-hmm. or a lot of people hitting you up, or how that worked? <clears throat> uh, I had a few actually. I've been in the portal uh, two times because. Um, when the first coaching staff got completely fired, I was going to hop in the portal, you know, just for those reasons. Um, and then the new coaching staff brought me back. But the first time I hopped in the portal, I got zero offers at all, like no one called or nothing like that. So a few interests, texting my phone on Twitter. But then the second time, it was uh, it was pretty exciting because, uh, like, the first two hours I got out, I had, like, three people uh, saying they wanted to offer me. And Sam Houston was one of those. And Coach Buck was a big part of it because he was at Texas State, you know, and then it was just a familiar voice telling me that uh, that big things was coming here for me. So that was what other schools offered you, if you want to spoil the truth? <laughs> uh, UIW offered, and I wanted to say I talked to HBC, I mean, not H, uh, HCU. Houston Christian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I talked to them pretty heavily. And um, those were pretty two of the other ones. And Alcorn State I talked to, but there was no offer or anything like that. So those were the big ones for me, UIW and ACU. Yeah, man, we, well, you made the right decision. We're glad you're <laughs> yeah. here. You know, you're a big-time ball player for us. And we as, see big things from you. As someone that has no idea about football, <clears throat> what's like the – like? but either you can answer this. Like, what's the difference between being an inside and outside linebacker? Like, what – Abilities do you need to have to be successful? Zay, you want to take care of this one? Uh, I'll take the outside linebacker one. You know, uh, outside linebacker, um, the biggest difference to me is just, you know, we we have to deal with more of the linemen in front. Like, that's every play almost. Uh, We cover a little less, and uh, I feel like they got to be a little bit smarter in their position just to let everybody know. You think inside got to be smarter? I think so. Just because y'all got to know the strength. Uh, the the strength of the field. The strength always usually to the field. So I think everybody know that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. So does that mean so you're taking on the linemen? So you usually have to be probably a bigger, stronger player. Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, edge guys like they are probably a little more twitchy and got a little more bend. Mm. Like when they come around the corner, so they can know. cover the outside maybe. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, come from the outside. So when they were going against those big tackles, they'd be like six five, six six. They're like three hundred thirty, three hundred fifty pounds. They have like. A little more twitchier to get across the edge. Mm-hmm. A little more speed. I think inside guys are probably might be a little steps slower, but they're probably a little bit better in coverage. And when you're inside, yeah. you kind of see the field a little bit more because when you're an edge player, you're on the edge. So like you know, some stuff goes the other way. You're probably not gonna be involved. But if you're mm-hmm. an inside backer, usually like you can always scrape and run to the ball, and you'll be 
near so the you have yeah, to cover both ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I kind of like I kind of like uh, I play both, but I kind of like playing uh, inside. You know, just because you're more around the ball more often. Just when you're on the edge, you know, like like I said, the ball can go away from you and yeah, definitely. Out the, play. the ball definitely goes away from you a lot, but. Try yeah. to chase it down from the back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, you guys uh, play Texas State next year, right? Yes, we Is do. At home or away? Uh, NRG. It's gonna be like our oh, kind of like, like our Piney Air Woods. Force Air game. Yeah. Oh, you were never here for Piney Woods, so you know what nah, Piney Woods is. I was there for the Air Force game. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it'll be kind of like the Air Force game. Zay, how you feel about playing uh, Texas State next year? I feel good, man. You know, I want to show them that um, I'm a good player. Would you, you call know, it a revenge game or? Uh, you know, I, I try not to hold no feelings <laughs> towards anybody. You know, I don't, I don't feel like we left on bad blood. So it's more like a, a, a proving a point game more than a revenge game. Yeah, that's obviously week three or week four. So we got some mm-hmm. other games to focus on ahead of that. But I know Zay will be excited. I'll be excited Definitely. for that too, especially being at NRG and playing uh, Texas State. I think that might be our future rival. You know, yeah, one of these days. just getting Texas some uh, bragging rights for all my friends back home and my, my line brothers and stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> gotta, we gotta put a bet on him because I know he's gonna go crazy. What's that? Like the dude, the Kayshawn Boot? The dude oh, yeah. He's, he w- you saw that, Zay? Mm. Oh, so Kayshawn Boot, he plays receiver for, he, for who's the Patriots? Patriots yeah. He had over uh, 8,000 bets, even betting Dang. on his team. So. I know. Yeah, like, he even bet it on himself <laughs> and stuff. That's yeah. That's Dang. an addiction right there. <laughs> that's like twenty. I can't it, was like, bet that much. it was like twenty three bets uh, a day. Yeah, I was like, dang. Nah, he trying to get it for real though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. That's too much stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, with the next segment, Zay will still be here with us. Uh, thank you guys for watching. This is the Cat's Eye Podcast. and put your hands together for the Houdinis of the hardwood, the human highlight reels that bring wow to the now, the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters. This isn't just basketball. This is where what just happened happens all the time. Don't miss the Harlem Globetrotters 2024 World Tour presented by Jersey Mike Subs at Johnson Coliseum on February 9th. Go to harlemglobetrotters.com for tickets. Welcome back to the Cat's Eye Podcast. We still got Isaiah Nixon here, Yo. man. Uh, Zay, for people who don't know, you're part of fraternity. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yep. The greatest fraternity, Omega Sci-Fi. You know, um, this came from, it started back when, you know, I was transferring the first time. I told you about that in the other segment. Um, I thought I was gone, so uh, I had thought about, Greek life a little bit, but not too much. But towards towards the uh, December, like that break, the winter break before, I thought I was going to transfer. I wanted to get into it, but never could because I was like, I'm about to transfer. I might as well just wait till I go to the next school. But then they brought me back, and uh, someone ahead of me in my fraternity just hit my phone like, hey, like if you want to do it, let me know. And then once I found out who my, my line brothers would be and, and just uh, the true meeting of the fraternity, you know, I was willing to uh, dedicate myself to it and just finish out the uh, process for it. So was that something um, that you've thought about before you even went to college? Was that something, like, was it in your family or anything? Uh, now, Omegas weren't in my family. Greek life was. My uh, stepdad was a uh, Sigma. So I can't really compare it because, uh, 
you know, I don't want to talk nothing about the Sigma. Or nothing, <laughs> but like, you know, it's different things and stuff like that. So I don't feel like um, I had Omegas too much around me. I had a few coaches, you know, that showed me the way and, and really piqued my interest there. But other than seeing it on, like, my phone or stuff like that to pique interest, I really had to dive in myself and wonder if Greek life was something I wanted to do for myself. What you? What have you learned from being in Greek life? You know, how has it changed you and mm-hmm. the, the connections and the things you've made? Uh, yeah, it's, it's so many people you meet. Like, uh, the funniest story I had is I did a U.S. football training, like, when I was 14. Uh, it was a camp, and I got cool with this guy over the camp, and I never seen him again after the camp. It was one of those. And then, like, this past summer, I went to an Omega event, and I seen him there, and it was crazy that he was an Omega and I was. So it's just, like, how worldwide and how, how many connections it brings and how many people it brings together. That's just amazing to me. What do you know about, like, when it was – do you know, like, about when it was founded and everything and where it was founded at? Yeah, 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 yeah. You going to teach us, or we can't talk about that? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah yeah, I know y'all got unwritten rules. Well, yeah, not so, unwritten rules, well, but founded rules. November seventh, uh, November seventeenth, nineteen eleven. Okay, you know at Howard. So that's so what I'll give you. Do you want to like? Can, are you able to talk about like what you guys stand for and like mm-hmm. like a mission statement kind of thing? Uh, yeah. Well, we got like four cardinal principles. You know, uh, manhood, scholarship, um, uplift, and. Dang, you you heard me. <laughs> you heard me. Manhood scholarship. Oh man, manhood scholarship. Hopefully uplifts. your LBs aren't listening. Yeah, they right ain't now. listening to this right now. I'm sorry, but you know I'm just nervous. You got the light on me and stuff right now, so I can't think. Um, but you know we stand for one of the main things we stand for is friendship. You know and manhood. And with friendship, I was shown that by um, perseverance. all the people. Yeah, perseverance was a, you found, you was a it. manhood, manhood scholarship, scholarship uh, perseverance, uplift, perseverance, uplift. perseverance for sure, um, which comes into life a lot. Uh, perseverance, which is the one I forgot, which is crazy. Um, I apologize, and I'm hurtful to say that. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the main things. I'm apologizing to everybody, man. They know who I'm apologizing to. But um Perseverance is one of the main things I take, you know, in life because I go through so much uh, with life. You know, I've been through changes with the transfer and stuff like that, ups and downs with college football. Um, So that was one thing that I really stood on. And the friendship that I got from um, the fraternity was amazing. You know, I'm meeting new people from everywhere who's treating me like brothers, you know, just because we come in a common, we have a common goal, you know, so. Yeah, that's kind of not to say the same thing, but like when I, since, you know, I'm in SAC, right? That's kind of how I feel yeah. when I see people who are in SAC. You know, they're always like, oh, you know, stay in this. You know, you can make great connections. So I think that is a good thing that's a uh, good to be a part of. How is it different from uh, Sam Houston and Texas State when it comes to the uh, Greek different fraternity life? Chapters, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to be biased. You know, I spent three years over there almost, and I've been here a semester, so mm-hmm. I haven't been able to see too much, but. Uh, Big, it's not really too much a difference. You know, there's a difference on uh, how they uh, go act upon things and what they learn about. But other than that, I feel like we, you know, are pretty similar. You know, we, we like to have fun. We do a bunch of stuff in the community for, uh, for like, help and stuff. That here I just seen that we have another bruh that is on Campus Simeon, and they just did a whole bunch of uh, community service throughout this past weekend. So those are – Really, the things that are similar. I know you ask for things that are different, but those are the similarities because there's not so many differences. Mm-hmm. How is it being in football and also being in Greek life? You know, I feel like that's a lot of time consumption and things going on. So, how does mm-hmm. that work with your schedule? 
Uh, you know, you just got to find a balance. Uh, Greek life really um, respects, you know, uh, scholarship, which is, you know, how we pay for school is football. Mm -hmm. So that has to do with your scholarship. So they make sure that they understand uh, where you're coming from on your sports and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, that's what's up there. Let yeah, in, like in terms of, I uh, know you can't talk about the process of being initiated, all that sort of stuff, but <clears throat> do you think that perseverance and going through all that hardship like made you who you are today has has like kind of turned you from maybe like a young kid into like a man uh yeah it definitely matures you for sure you get to uh you get to uh what you call it be with your lbs and just uh push past things you know uh, together in life and uh that definitely that definitely strengthens you as a person with that perseverance Okay, I've I've heard a bad rep from the uh, about Q dogs. So what bad rep? Can, can you get on here and justify why Q dogs are the best fraternity? What what you hear that was bad? I, I just hear that they be wild and that y'all y'all are toxic men. That's this this is from the woman. This, of we, course, yeah. I don't know anything about. We are wholesome. <laughs> y'all are wholesome. Yes. Anyone anyone asks you or tells you that the bros are anything but wholesome, just just say you're lying. So <laughs> we uh do a we do a lot for our people we love. We love hard, but there's no—I don't think there, there's no other better fraternity. You know, I don't want to speak trash on nobody. I don't know how they do what they do, mm -hmm. but from in my eyes, you know, it's the best. It's the only thing I'd be if I wasn't this. I wouldn't be mm -hmm. nothing else. Yeah, you gotta promote your uh, promote your team. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Are, you, are you able to talk about like some everybody. of the, some of like your mentors in the in the frat? Some of the people that yeah, have I shown still, you? yeah, yeah, definitely. Still to this day, I'm in group chats. You know, even the older people have uh, helped me. Like not not old. Super old, but you know, people that have came through the chapter before and just uh, they help us out. You know, they give you words of encouragement when you're down. You know, uh, they show you friendship still. When I go back to San Marcos, we hang out, nothing's changed, and nothing mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, yeah, I know I've seen it. Um, like, I know a couple of people that are uh, in frats, um, and just like the support. So, you'll go to a game in middle of nowhere and they'll end up being like say like a Q dog like there that you know you and mm -hmm. they'll be supporting you that that's like yeah. that's the thing I can see why it's really um why people are attracted to it because the support base where everyone is going to be able to support you somewhere so I can see uh why that's so like uh, yeah. interesting yeah me and him kind of got cool over uh one of my homeboys from high school Isaiah Jordan he uh He's, I don't know, is he, what is, yeah. what is he in y'all's friend? He just, he's, he's just, uh, they, we call it a pro, just someone who's a, uh, older than you that came through the same yeah, chapter so. and stuff, well, so stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm really close with Isaiah. He's one of the ones that gave me really uh, encouraging words, and that's cool how that brought us together. Yeah, shout out Isaiah Jordan if you listen. That's my, that's my dog. ADP. He took, he took care <laughs> of me back in high school for sure. Yeah, so do you, um, have anyone coming under you? Like, are you one of the guys in the locker room that's, like, hey, like, have you ever thought about maybe becoming uh, a Q-Dog or something? <laughs> Are you one of those well, recruiters? Yeah, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't do too much recruiting. You know, I let people know that, uh, you know, well, throughout the, when I first got here, we was already kind of doing football stuff. So we we're out there with the music and stuff, and I just became a Q. <laughs> so I couldn't hold it, and I'm dancing around and stuff. So I got a lot of questions. I wasn't just advertising. Uh -huh. But, you know, free advertising <laughs> for Sam Houston bros. Uh I didn't. I don't push nobody to do nothing because I want. I want the the bros here to really run, run that, and and anyone to be, uh, come to them about that, you know. But if I let people know that if they have any questions, hey, then I will help them out as much as possible. I know like sororities have like a big and little type stuff. Do y'all have like a big brother, little brother type thing? And rats at all or not? 
Uh, it's just like the the people that are help you bring to help you uh throughout uh your life and stuff that are came before you in the frat. Those mm-hmm. are your big brother. Oh, so brother you don't have like nobody thing. specifically? Just nah, it's nothing okay. like specific like that. Okay, yeah, that's what I was wondering. <clears throat> so, um. You talk about the community events. Can you talk about some of the stuff you've done in the past or stuff you have planned this semester that you like might want to even advertise? Uh, well, with the bros, I wanted to talk to them about that. Uh, we haven't really talked about it much soon. So, you know, I'm trying to get in more into the loop here that this is my second semester and stuff. So I have to get back to you on that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis, you know what a probate is? A probate? Yeah. Mm-mm. Is that you want to tell what a probate is? Uh, probate is when you're in front of whoever wants to come out the whole school uh-huh. and, uh, they just let the world know that you've, uh, finished becoming the Q and you're a Q now and you do a bunch of dances and you do some, uh, some poems and stuff like that and people go wild for you. What was, what was yours like? Mine's was amazing. Actually. <laughs> that, and, uh, that's the one that they do in the, the square, right? In the middle uh, in the school that, that they did recently, uh, I'm not sure where they do theirs here. Like I said, yeah. I crossed at uh, Texas State, and, and mine's was in this auditorium in the middle of the campus. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people came out. It was our first one in 12 years or 11 years. Um, Y'all the first chapter in 11 years? No, nah, not nah, probate. A oh, probate. In yeah, okay. yeah. First probate out in uh, 11 years. So we just. You know, me and my LBs executed perfectly. It was a great night, and that's something you can't forget for real. So that's a probate is when you, like, are officially initiated, like you've finished your, like... Like, you, they just letting everybody else know that you're cute. Like, oh, like okay. Now you can be out in the open mm-hmm. and stuff oh, like I think that, I've let seen, everybody I think I've seen that. the videos, like, with, like, the boots and, like, you, mm-hmm. like, practice and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. at first you have to, like, be quiet about that you're joining and then yeah, you come just, out? Yeah, yeah, don't, don't really let nobody know. Try not to, and then... Uh, that takes the excitement away from the probate, you know. Mm-hmm. If everybody already knows, then uh-huh. it's like, yeah. So oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I seen uh, <laughs> I seen my homeboy goodness. He had like a mask on, so I guess he took <laughs> yeah, the mask yeah. off. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm yeah, enjoying, yeah, enjoying it. Takes the, <laughs> it takes the excitement out of it. You know, if everybody knows, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, I just want to wrap it up real quick. What do you, What do you think? Uh, obviously, me being from like white from this not from this country like i have no idea about any of this stuff like i, I didn't say it like that i mean like be honest like i had like uh, i remember um when uh, when i first got to sam houston it was in the summer and um i went to uh, a party and then they like started doing like the the dances and stuff and i'm just like so lost because i'm just like what are they doing like like is am I meant to know these dances or whatever? And then I, I, I end up end up finding out. Like, oh, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, this is a but like, group dance. I wanted to ask, like, what is like the impact you've seen on like um, young people in terms of college, like uh, the frat, and obviously in terms of uh, black fraternities historically, mm-hmm. black uh, black fraternities. It's obviously really important. It's very heavily guarded. Yeah. You want to talk about like how important that has been on yeah. how you've seen on your life, but mm-hmm. also other people. Yeah, I feel like. Uh you know, we see the parties and all, but there's so much things that black fraternities do for the community, you know, community service, just uh, community outreach events and things like that. So I feel like um, we're, they're really there to help. And then on campus, you know, uh, for schools, you know, it goes unsaid that sometimes that people come for the fraternities. There's sometimes I've talked to people who go to certain schools just for the fraternity, you know, or and things like that. So uh, I feel like it has a big impact on the school and especially in your black community life um, with how much fun you're going to have and how 
um, they react to each other and how they come together. I feel like black fraternities have a big part in that in your uh, community as a school. Mm -hmm. And I just got one quick question because I was intrigued by it. So your like Q name is what? It's Zay. It says uh, Q Shiesty. Yeah. So how did like how, how does that come about? Uh, well, it came about because I always wore like the Shiesty mask. Like, I wore it. <laughs> To events, I wore it to meetings, I wore it to class. It was crazy. You wore the shiesty to class. <laughs> wore the shiesty to class. I have like, I have pictures. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, really, it's just because, you know, so, sometimes I'll be with football, I had to be like in the front of the class to be the role models and stuff like that and sh be the leader for the class and the campus, things like that. So, and I don't like too many people looking at me all the time, which is crazy because, you know, I'm a new one athlete and stuff like that. So I just put the shiesty on. See, everyone knows. I think people everyone are going to look at you because you have the shiesty on now. That's why. But they can't see me, though. <laughs> They're mm. like, who is that with a shiesty? Yeah, I'm saying that's all they can mysterious. say. Who is that with a shiesty people, on? People love when you're mysterious. <laughs> but, I, yeah, no, because I, I, I looked on your, your Instagram and I saw that and I was just <laughs> like, intrigued because I thought it was maybe about something like poo shiesty mm. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. It, didn't you have something else you want to talk about with the the cues, right? Uh, shoot, I might be good. Zay, uh, will be uh, well. Yeah, I might be good on. I might be good there. To be honest with you, yeah, I've got one more thing though. Um, I've got a, a Q and A, right? Mm. So I uh, we found some people that are supposedly cues, okay. and I want to ask you whether you think they are, or like yes or no, if you think it's true or okay. false. Let's so see. you can join in if you want to. Oh, as okay, well. yeah. Do you, is Michael Jordan a Q? Yes. Okay, that's, one for one. That's one for one. I'll, okay. I'll get the next one. Right. What about the great Shaquille O'Neal? Indeed. Two for two. What about Bill Russell? Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Uh, that's a long time ago. Eleven-time NBA champion. I know. It's a Q. It's a. It's a yes or no question. You got a fifty percent chance of getting it right. No, nah, I can't give it now. No. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's not a Q. He's not in a. a see, I should have wrote down. I should have wrote down what press <laughs> they were. In, so I'm three for three. Three for yeah, three. Three okay. for three so far. I bet. What about Wilt Chamberlain? Wilt you know, Chamberlain. You know he was. He, yeah. He was life of a party. Life <laughs> of the party. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, that's too long ago. <laughs> Man, that's old. What do you I'm consider long ago? Yes. These guys live with our grandparents and parents. These these people ain't passed. Bill Russell just passed away la or two years ago. It's not long ago. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, they had when they was becoming <laughs> cues, they was in college. Their college days were quite limited ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, look, what about Chris Rock? Chris Rock? I'm going to say no on that one. Nah, Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he in a frat. Yeah. But Bill Russell no and Will that. Chamberlain in a frat. I don't know which one they're in, though. But, oh, okay. What about Steve Harvey? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, You're on fire. See, he knows when they're cues. I'll give him that. Jackie Robinson. Nah. Nah, he's not one. <laughs> What about MLK? Yes. Oh, we got him. We got him. No, he's not. Nah, he's no, not. he's not. Dang. I'm just. I, I just say yes because he's such an outstanding man, and every Q <laughs> is an outstanding man. So you know. What about the great activist Jesse Jackson? Jesse Jackson. Mm, then we got him stumped here. Then we got him. Yeah, Mike got me on this one. Uh, I'm gonna say yes again. Aha! There he is. Damn. Jesse Jackson. Yes. What about the great, the, the idol of, of this man sitting across from me, Stephen A. Smith? No. No, he's not. Yeah. No, and I the, can't. 
can't see that one. What about Ricky Smiley? Yes. <laughs> so what? You've been nine and ten. <laughs> nine. I'm giving. Yeah, nine and ten. Yeah. That's. What about Eric Crump? You know who that is Eric. Crump. I don't even know that. <laughs> I don't know that's that my. Is. That's my stepdad. My mom told me to ask that one. So, <laughs> she gonna laugh when you hear me say it. My stepdad. I was about name. to say. I've not heard that name. I'm sorry. Okay. We well, yeah. appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you guys. Um. You want to shout out, you know, any anything, any your Q dogs, your social media. Yeah, shout out Zydell to Q dogs at Texas State, man, and uh, shout out to the bros here as well. Uh, shout out to Sam Houston football. I know it's rough, but man, we making some changes. Uh, we gonna practice hard. We gonna we fix some details up, man. Y'all pack out them stance next year because y'all support really does help throughout the game. Definitely does. Brighter days are ahead. Definitely. Brighter you want to drop social ahead. media at all or no? Uh, Just trying to stay low key. Just Zay.fire, Z-A-Y dot F-Y-E is my Instagram. That's pretty much uh, where you'll find everything for me. I don't be on Twitter too much. Uh, so, appreciate you guys. Zay, pre- we yeah. appreciate you, man. Thank you. Mr. Q Shasti himself. Appreciate yes, you. Ah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back hopefully next week. And, uh, yeah, enjoy your weekend. The Cat's Eye Podcast is recorded in the BSN studios at the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. Today's episode was written by Lewis Rowe and Jalen Phillips. This episode is produced by Jason Barfield. All music is courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.